Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Hey, this is Phil Yanov, and you are listening to the Tech After Five podcast. I am here with my friend Scott Pfeiffer. Great to be here, Phil. Glad to have you, brother. And uh, Scott, um, we're going to give some people some real actionable advice and hopefully keep them from making a uh, what I think can be a serious mistake, something that at least limits their capabilities to uh, to get things done when they want to get done. I think this is good advice whether you're uh, looking for a job or looking to partner with an organization. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that, and this is uh, start at the top. It's going to be just as simple as that. We're just going to begin with that idea. Don't be scared. Yeah, so where this comes up or where I see this happening to people, of course, is they come looking. Let, let's imagine, for example, that you are looking for a job. You're out there on the hunt doing this thing on your own. And uh, you don't start at the top when you're trying to figure out who I'm looking for. So let's talk about that for a minute. Do you want to tell the story of how this topic came up to you? A couple things just sort of came together for me in this. One of the pieces was I had a friend looking for a job. And uh, he said, uh, hey, I, I, do you know anybody that works at this company? And I gave him the list of folks that I knew and then folks that I didn't know, but I thought I would reach out to, right? So there were couple of folks who are in the organization. I said, and this is the name of the CEO. His first thing was, well, I don't know if I should reach out to him. I've already submitted my resume. And I said, listen, man, I'm all about showing initiative. I like, I want people working for me who show initiative and are willing to stand out. They're willing to take a risk, willing to be rejected by coming out and saying, you know what? I'm willing to stand up and say, I think I might be the right guy for this job. I'd like to know. Well, that's exactly right. So he came So he came back to me. And we're texting back and forth this thing. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Thank you for the advice. I said, great. And then he came back to me and said, um, I can't find the phone number of the CEO of the business. Although, let me tell you, this is a position that would report to the CEO, right? He said, I can't find the number of the CEO. He said, and I feel like going to the telephone directory and keying his name in would be a dick move. What do you think about that, Scott? I think that's kind of astounding, yeah. but it, it encapsulates the whole problem of what we're talking about. Like, why would you think that that was a, was a dick move? I, I can't even imagine why. I mean, first of all, if the CEO doesn't want you to have his number, he's not going to put his number in the directory. And if he does, then it's there. That's right. It is completely there, right? And so, but the point that you and I get out of this right away is that that was something he brought had in his own head. The CEO didn't say, hey, it's dumb. Don't call me. Because CEO, that dude, he knows how to use voicemail. He knows how to not answer his phone, right? That's exactly right. You know, like most things that we talk about as far as impediments to success, it's all between your ears. Yeah. So he just brought this with him, right? And don't get me, listen, we're not singling out this one friend of mine. It's not like we said his name or anything anyway, but you know, we're not singling out. This is just a common thing. People's like, oh, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can do this or I don't think I should. I don't think I want to bother important people. It's extremely common. And one thing that I've learned from working with Richard Bliss and other guys that do things in Silicon Valley for big companies, for executives there is that 
Those guys are no different than you and me. They have just as much imposter syndrome as we do, just as much anxiety as we do. They're not gods on Mount Olympus. They're just normal dudes. And if you're looking for a job that reports to the CEO, why in the world wouldn't you reach out to the CEO? You want to reach out above where you want to come in. Yeah. So as we talk about what we what we do, I mean, we're here, we're networking, right? And we're not asking, none of us are asking for a handout. That is not what we're doing. We are looking for people that we can help. And then we want to engage in an honest transaction and help them, right? But at this moment, we're not even to that point. We're at the point where someone's internal fears are saying, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid the other person would be mad or I'm afraid the other person would feel disrespected or something like that, right? Well, that's absolutely right. And there's a lot in what you just said. First of all, if you're truly worried that when you reach out to this person that you're possibly going to be working for, they're going to be angry and dismissive. Is that a person you really want to work for? It's not a person I would want to work for. But the other part of it is, I think it is a very common mindset among many people, both employers and employees, that the employer is doing the employee a favor by employing them. And that's not the mindset we want to have at all. Like yeah, you said, so it's an honest transaction. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why you, why you said there's a lot to unpack because there's both of those layers or something. On. Right. And I think there's another thing in there which you didn't quite touch on there, which is he doesn't even know this guy probably. You know, he doesn't even know him. So he brought that with him. He brought this mental model with him of how that person might respond. And that's just not the way it's going to be. I mean, we don't know how it's going to be. That's so right. here's the deal. We want you to get over that. We want you to be courageous in that moment, right? We want you to be willing to be rejected. Somebody may say no to you, and that's just what happens. And they might even, they might be right, and they might be wrong. You might not be a good fit. We don't know any of that yet. But it is up to you, in fact, to stand forth, put yourself forward, and ask. Well, that's exactly right. And I think it begins with having self-confidence in your abilities and having thought out how you can be a positive contributor to this business. You're calling that guy, like you said, not asking for a handout or a favor. You're calling to let him know how you can help him, how you can help that business. And if you really believe that you can, then you can have that kind of confidence. Right. And so you you certainly should be in that spot. And that's a, it's a core value of yourself, believing that you're capable and competent of what you're doing. Just assuming that you've got that part of that gone together, right? Then your next bit is to then reach out and say, all right, I'm going to be courageous in this moment. I'm going to say that this guy might in fact say that I'm not the right one or he doesn't want to take that color, but I'm going to learn so much by actually reaching out. I'm willing to risk that and even take a no. I think you hit the nail right on the head. You have to be willing to take a no. So here we are. I mean, our thing here is we want to start from the top. That's what we're really talking about, right? So my bit is in this, why would you not reach out to the CEO? That's what you want them to do as well. Um, we have some head trash. We have some thing. We have some uh, 
I keep coming back to the word head trash, but we have some things in our head that it's just the wrong ideas about what's going on in the world. We basically built a model that we don't even understand what's going on. I mean, we we're getting, we're telling ourselves that the world is worse than it is, quite frankly, most much of the time. But we want you instead of, uh, we want instead of you doing nothing, we want you to do something. And in this case, we want you to go to the top. So let's go back to that pink that we started the episode with the idea of start at the top. So, yes, we're going to say something to, in this case, the president. But the thing is, we need to get things done in some places. And it's just so much easier if we start at the top rather than start at the bottom. There's a fallacy here, isn't, isn't there? You know, if I come in and I want to get recommended by somebody, I'm going to think, well, who's the lowest level guy I know inside that organization? Why doesn't that work, Scott? I think that it's based on our innate feelings of unworthiness. We're worried that the president is too important, that little old us just aren't important enough to be worthy of the president's time or worthy of the CEO time or worthy of the sales manager's time or wherever the top is for you. But if you really want to get things done and make things happen, you have to start at the top. That's the guy who has the power and even if that guy pushes you down to a lower level, he's implicitly saying you're worth talking to, to that person who's below him, and you're going to get better attention. Yeah, and that, that is why we want you to do that, right? I mean, so you can figure that out. If you can have that conversation with someone at that level, they're going to come to you and say, oh, you know what? I get that. And one of the reasons we like for you to start at the top when you're asking these things, again, it could be looking for a job. It could be I'm trying to make a sales call into a place, right? But I'm not going to deal with this, this person at this lowest level. Let's, what's the highest level that I can reasonably reach to and find someone to talk to? Because if that person gets what I'm talking about and they communicate that into their organization, then I'm way better ahead than I was, right? Sure. And I think you know a similar thing works for sales, you know, you have to believe that what you're selling will benefit this company at least equally to the amount of money you're asking them to pay you, right? There's a valid transaction. They're not, you're not looking for a handout from them. They're not, you're not going to give, you're not doing them any favors, but whether you're looking for employment or you're looking to sell them something, you're looking to help them and have them help you. And you can do that with confidence and you can reach out and if you can explain it to that person at the top and they get it, they're going to send you down to the right person and say, hey, talk to this guy. Yeah. So, right. It doesn't matter whether I'm selling or whether I'm selling myself. Both of those are sales jobs, right? That's right. So both of those are me trying to communicate something. But again, I'm looking to enter into a transaction of value, right? I'm offering, if I'm, if I'm going to sell something, I've got goods or services. If I'm looking to go for a job, I'm offering my time and attention to your set of problems. And I'm looking to go into a high value transaction wrapped around that. I am worth this to begin with. And I'm only looking to deal with people who see and want that worth, right? Want that value delivered. That's exactly right. All right. So we know that it's the stuff that's in our head that kind of keeps us from doing it. Scott, what are the, are there some sort of exercise or somehow, how can we talk ourselves into not making that mistake? A little bit of homework you have to do is you really have to give some thought about what is your value and what are you asking for in return 
and and you have to be convinced it's worth it. I've talked with attorneys that I know who want to raise their hourly rate or raise their flat fee rate. And I tell them, if you believe that what you're doing is worth it, you're going to get it all day long. And if you don't believe it in your heart, you're never, people will push back. They can smell it. Yeah. And I know that to be absolutely true, right? Now, it is possible that you could raise your rates and for whatever reason, you never even haven't previously established the value to the person that you're talking to, or they're not used to playing in that. They're not, that's not the right number for them. So they could say no to you and you have to be willing to take that, right? Well, that's exactly right. If you start backpedaling and discounting and you're dead. Yeah, so I think that's the thing. I mean, in that space, right, if I were going after that, one of the things I would be saying to them and to myself, I guess, beforehand, which is, you know what, if I'm going to change the number on somebody, I've got to figure out what that conversation is going to be about. And I'm going to say, this is what I've got to got, what I've got to get and say, if you say no, I'll understand that I'm just not a good fit for you. And you've got to be okay with that before you have the conversation. That's right. I think because this impediment is mostly in our heads, the solution is also in our heads. We have yeah. to go into the conversation with, um, what is it, bright eyes and a clear heart or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's courage, right? I that's mean, that's courage. That's, that's right. showing courage. It's, it's, it's believing in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, you can have this conversation with no fear. Right. And we do that because we have wisdom that we've accumulated in ourselves of what our capabilities are and where we might be right for somebody. You know, and I don't want to go down the whole sales cycle of this thing, whether it's you or it's a service. But I mean, you know, the job, quite frankly, is figuring out what these people think they need. Now, they may be wrong about it, but you need to, you really are mostly asking questions. But what we want to talk about today or what we are talking about today is you know, how do I get myself to go in higher, not lower, right? I don't want to come at the bottom and try to wiggle my way up. I want to come in at the top and I want the president to be dive bombing and dropping my name on the people who need me, right? So that they will know and trust me before I ever get started. That's right. Now, I've got a story where I went into the place and I got a recommendation from someone before I ever walked into the organization, and they immediately recommended me to the president of the company. And then when I went in, Scott, I just can't say this enough. It was just like completely and utterly smooth sailing, right? I mean, the president said, hey, I understand what you're up to, and we really want to be a part of that. So you just need to tell us what you need and when you need it, and I will communicate that to my lieutenants to make that happen. And that's exactly the way it is. That's the way you want it, right? There's nothing worse than going in, doing a pitch, getting the guy to say yes. And then he says, I have to, for approval, I have to go upstairs. You have started too low. Right. I think that's probably the thing, right? If someone has to go get what I'm doing approved before they can say yes to me, right? Then that's the wrong cat to start with. It's the wrong guy to start with. You want to you need to start at least as high as the person that can say yes to you. Yeah. And if not, one level above them. Yeah. And if, yeah. I don't know why we're not. That is the initial test, right? If, it, if I'm not talking to someone who can't on his own say yes to me, I started too low. I think that's right. And if you start high and he sends you down to that guy for some due diligence or something, that's fine because you came down from above. Yeah. So let's get. Let's go back to that. You know, we said start at the top and some people were saying, well, hey, wait a second. You know, if I want to go get a sales job, you know, inside some uh, IT organization, I don't need to start with the president of IBM to get the job. What's the top mean? 
The top, I think, means in large organizations, the top probably means the person that's in charge of the business unit you want to be in. So if you want a sales job, it's the vice president of sales or the sales manager. If you want a tech job, maybe it's the CTO or perhaps it's so big they have different departments. But So it's going to change based on how big the organization is. But it's at least your boss's boss, right? I think it's at least your boss's boss. Right. And in, a, and in an entrepreneurial company, it's the entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the smaller they are, that's a you're not so many levels, right? right. But in the thing, I mean, it's it's that if it's if, if it's not clear that it's the very very top, then it's going to be at least your boss's boss that's going to be the person to do this. I think that's right. But I, I, Scott, I just think this is such valuable advice. Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for sales, whether you're a you know whether you're a, someone looking for your next gig. Um, whether you are looking for a partner or a customer, I just think starting at the top, whatever the top might mean for you, uh, but starting at the top is just such valuable advice. It saves you so much trouble. It will. You're just going to have to put your fears aside and go be brave. Yeah. Courage in the moment. That's all you got to do. All right. I think we got this one. Thanks, Scott. All right. Thanks, Phil.